WMQA. Hello and welcome to WMQA, the official podcast of the WMQ Comics website. I'm your host, Dan Grote, and this is a very special episode of WMQA. Uh, not because Matt gets addicted to caffeine pills or I learn a valuable lesson about bullying, uh, but because we are hosting the grand finale of Acts of Friendship, the comics podcast crossover. And so our guests this week are all the Chrises! Uh, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves, uh, starting with the Chris to my left, just kidding, uh, Chris Edelman. Uh, hi, yes, uh, Chris Edelman here. Uh, my wife and I run the comics podcast Chris's on Infinite Earths, where we talk about comic book crossovers. Um, it's a real blast. All right, and then the uh, Chris to my right, not actually, uh, Chris Osborne. Hey, like you said, I'm Chris Osborne. I run Play Comics, where I look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. And I have a different guest each time, so maybe one day it could be you. <laughs> Uh, so a lot of the podcasts that have taken part in the crossover have had a theme or, or a hook. Uh, Chris E., uh, yours focused on crossovers and why we love them. Uh, Chris O., uh, you guys talked about what comic properties uh, should have a game but don't. Uh, for this one, I kind of just wanted to get to know you guys and get to the heart of, of why we do this, why we take it upon ourselves to week after week or every other week uh, record a podcast and share it with the world, you know, for no other riches apart from, you know, maybe some Patreon donations. So I guess uh, starting with Chris O, uh, what is the origin of Play Comics? So my wife and I one day were sitting around playing Marvel vs. Capcom. We're pretty sure it was Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Okay. And, I mean, I'm sitting there like, oh, these characters can't be together in tournaments because they're too overpowered together. And this character could never beat up this other character. And where's the powers from this other character and she's like hey you know maybe you should get a podcast so you can talk to other people about this and not just me <laughs> so your podcast just started on a giant burn pretty much uh, uh and then uh chris e when I, uh what is what is the origin story for chris's on infinite earths so um if i ever find it maybe i'll release it as a weird bonus episode but i've been wanting to do a comics podcast with christy um like since our first kid was born so that'd be like the like 2015 maybe even a little bit before 2015 um i was getting really into jay and miles explain the x-men mm -hmm. and went man you know i used to do a little bit of podcasting um that was not very talk showy so i i kind of know the general thing and i would really love to talk to my wife a very smart person um uh, <laughs> about comic books so we actually recorded a pilot for something that we called um essential showcase unlimited so the idea with that one was we were going to go through those essentials books mm -hmm. um like the dc essentials the marvel um what were they called yes, the Mar essentials. marvel essentials dc yeah. was showcase presents that's correct uh, or stuff on marvel unlimited so we could talk about comics that you could get the cheapest way possible so people could like really follow along but then it turns out that some of those essentials and those showcases can get incredibly expensive because of how quickly they go out of print mm. i had to find one of the flash ones and it cost me like 20 dollars when it should have been like maybe like eight dollars and i was so shocked so uh even though we recorded a really funny first episode about the first appearance of the fortress of solitude um we were kind of like well that's a good first try we're going to record maybe three or four more of these before we send them out. And then we just kind of didn't do it until I went, wait, Chris's on Infinite Earths. We talk about crossovers. And Christy was like, that name is, I don't know if that name's very good. <laughs> um, but we ended up giving it a shot and trying it out with Secret Wars. And I, we didn't record terribly ahead of time. I think we maybe threw one in the can and then had a second one like kind of ready to go and then just forced ourselves to keep up with it and that's kind of how we ended up going with this um it's also just really fun to talk to someone who knows nothing about comic book crossovers about them because they're so wild uh now i i am curious you know you, you kind of meant you you said you know the title you know chris is on infinite or it's like this it's like eureka aha moment do you remember what you were doing when those words came out of your mouth for the first time i really don't um I think I was just I, I, I kind of I, I kind of love crossovers. Um, 
it's it's funny because I don't read a ton of them nowadays, but uh, in general, I I think they're they're a blast. And I don't remember if it was that that came up with crossovers or crossovers came up with Chris's, but for some reason crisis on infinite earths and then chris's on infinite earths um i immediately got online to make sure it wasn't taken um <laughs> good call good call someone made chris is on infinite earths mm-hmm. but that one that that was i figured that was different enough but i i honestly can't remember what i was thinking of but i i'm really good at thinking of bad pun names so <laughs> they might have just come out of nowhere gotta love a bad pun a, a Big supporter of the bad pun. <laughs> That's like all I'm good for. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I figured for this episode, we'd actually, you know, ant- answer our own questions as well. But I can't actually talk about the origin of WMQ&A or even WMQ Comics as a whole without Matt first talking about a little site called The Matt Signal. And speaking of bad puns, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Yep, that um, back in 2012, um, I personally, and I cannot for the life of me remember exactly what particular bit of maybe not toxic fandom, but jerk fandom set me off, but I decided that the comics internet was filled with so many people who were so bitter about something that they in theory were supposed to love that I decided to start my own little blog site called the Matt signal, which shined a spotlight on good comics. My entire goal was to write purely comics, positive stuff reviews, a weekly spotlight, various think pieces, but whatever it was, it was about comics I loved. And I did it, and after a year or two, Dan joined in on reviews and the occasional uh, column. He pretty soon was doing weekly pieces. And around 2016, I got a new job, and time got away from me. But I've got a good four years worth of stuff that you can still find at the Matt signal. If you Google it, um, including, uh, a long series of pieces that came that, um, Dan and I both did about, uh, little pocket reviews of every DC and Marvel crossover up to that point around the time of secret wars and forever evil or some similar DC. Oh, yes, Convergence. Thank you. Right, because they were the two weirdly twinned crossovers that came out around the same time. It is wild how often that happens. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. um, And so that was the Matt signal. And from there, even though I eventually ran out of time and the ability to put up regular content, eventually we can now segue right into Dan and WMQ from there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, before Matt started his job, like in 2015, okay. Uh, Atlantic city gets its, uh, first ever comic con. It ends up not sticking, but you know, they were looking for somebody to cover it. Now I've always worked at, at the press of Atlantic city as, as an editor. And I was like, uh, yeah, hi, this is right in my wheelhouse. So I'm going to be doing this and you're just going to let me do it. (laughs) <laughs> and, and so they were like okay and then the features editor uh at the time you know asked me would you want to do like a weekly like comics column or something like that so i was like um yes yes i would <laughs> so uh i did that for uh like two and a half years it was called wednesday morning quarterback and then you know as things happen in in the newspaper industry there are layoffs and job roles change and suddenly you have to do the work of you know two people or or, or three people or whatever And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I don't have time to do that anymore. But outside of work, you know, uh, I do want to do more of this. So I kind of taught myself WordPress at the beginning of this year and and launched the site. And I knew I wanted to do a podcast along with it. Uh, So, uh, you know, I kind of I roped Matt and uh, our friend Rob uh, into the first episode. And we did like an hour on uh, all ages comics and and also kind of, you know, some light dunking on Comicsgate. And I was like. 
Well, okay, this was, you know, we did it. We recorded our podcast. I have no idea when the next one will be, but we made this one and that's awesome. Uh, and then somehow that turned into, you know, uh, a weekly podcast uh, for, you know, uh, 40 episodes later, we've been blessed you know, enough to have some, some pretty awesome guests, uh, present company included. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, moving on, uh, you know, who are our, uh, and we'll, we'll start with Chris Edelman this time, uh, who are our podcast role models? You know, what are the shows that we listen to that we feel like inspired us, you know, to, to, to make our own or, or that you just love? Um, so I've got to shout out Jay and Miles explain the X-Men. Um, as do we all, I, <laughs> as do we all, um, they are, I feel like they're kind of a pod parent for like all of my podcast friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I say, I feel it's just like, I know, like it's something, <laughs> it's something that's been discussed and it's like, Oh, I wouldn't have made one without Jay and miles. Um, Although the first comic book podcast, the podcast that I listened to before Jay and Miles came out, um, I've kind of dipped in and out of comics before, like deciding to make it such a huge part of my identity that I podcast about it weekly. (laughs) Um, But back in 2012 or so, after I moved to where we currently live, um, I got really into House to Astonish. Oh, yeah. uh, Mm. Which is a very, very good podcast. And, um, also, War Rocket Ajax, um, and I was pleased enough to have Chris Sims as a guest on my program, which was uh, I was kind of starstruck by. Since um, it's just it's it's interesting how small the comics community is, and how you, you don't realize how small it is until you decide to jump in, and you're like, oh, I can just talk to these people if I'm nice to them, and am gracious, and am not a jerk, like. <laughs> I just, you, you can just email people and they might respond to you as opposed to, I feel like, you know, you want to make a movie podcast and try to like, e- like email Chris Evans. You're probably not going to get anywhere. Um, so it's, it was kind of wild going from like being able to look up to people to just speaking with them. But those are, those are my, my podcast role models for sure. Um, House to Astonish and War Rocket Ajax for like their, their humor and banter. Jay and Miles, um, like they know things. Uh, anytime I, I, they, they know things. That's their new tagline. They're Layla um, Miller. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Layla Miller. But I just try to strive to cover a crossover in the way that they would cover an X Men comic, and I still fail at it every time. Um, luckily, Christie's there with me to make it make it even better. But um, th- those are just who I look up to. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris O, how about you? All right, so, man, that was bad. All right. <laughs> so when I started my show, I originally was going to do it just me, and then I had a local co-host, and, you know, life happens. He kind of faded out. Mm-hmm. But while I was kind of sitting there in this little one-episode-a-month period, uh, Paul Chomo from Varmint just popped up out of nowhere. And, it, I mean, it's an animal podcast, but it's really good. But he just pops up out of nowhere, and, hey, you know, if you ever want a guest for your show, let me know. I'll come be a guest on your show. And that kind of spurred me on to the getting guests every time model, which has just been so amazing. And, you know, obviously Jay and Miles, because I mean, they're Jay and Miles. That's all you need. They're yeah. canonically Marvel, you know, <laughs> there's nothing else you need to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. You had Miles on a couple of weeks ago, right? I did. And it was amazing. <laughs> Awesome. I mean, anybody who hasn't talked to him, he is exactly as nice and crazy in a good way as he sounds on the podcast. That's terrific. Um, Matt, you have a, uh, a long commute some days, so I know your uh, you know, podcatcher of choice is loaded up. <laughs> I, I, am, I am a podcast junkie. I work IT. So even when I am at work, my headphones are in most of the time and I'm poking away plus that hour and a half each way, three days a week. Yes, that, that was right. Three days a week um, is it means I get through a lot of podcasts. Um, I think I will also shout out Jay and Miles. Um, I discovered Jay and Miles through Dan and through another good friend of mine, David Harris, both of whom separately were like you should really listen to this podcast 
when I was talking about all the other podcasts that I listened to. And so Jay and Miles kind of became my into comics podcasting. Um, but from then there, I went to uh, tighten up the defense. Um, Hub and Corey are great and funny. And I start, I emailed Hub after I caught up on the entire series in the span of about three months over a hundred episodes and I started regularly corresponding with Hub, which is why he was the first of my interviews in the Pod People series that I write for WMQ where I interview a comics podcaster about their show. And from there there's now this sort of as you said, you know, the uh, as Chris said, the kind of the parent of Jay and Miles was the parent of all of these podcasts. And I this network that came, you know, from them to tighten up the defense to unpacking the power of power pack to smash fiction. These, all these, you know, that people have guested on different shows. Um, I also would not, would have to give a shout out to my all time favorite podcast, which just returned after being on hiatus for a few years, uh, the thrilling adventure hour, which has its own comic book ties and is just an absolute joy to listen to. And I've, I, I listened to the first episode they that came back after those years that uh, launched a couple days before Halloween, and I was <coughs> excuse me <coughs> sitting there at work listening to this podcast and typing, and I realized I had this big goofy smile on my face because that's how much I love this show, and uh, I also uh, w- want to someday be a third as funny as the least funny McElroy brother of uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me and The Adventure Zone. Um, I'm not sure which one is the least funny, but I know I'm not yet as third as funny as any of those guys, so I would like to get there someday. Um, you know, again, you know, I'll, I'll echo Jay and Miles, obviously, and uh, House to Astonish, um, you know, that that's a show that I wish, uh, you know, recorded more frequently. Uh, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, I guess maybe a little bit of a model for this show uh, off panel with David Harper, uh, you know, kind of a general comics uh, interview show, but he gets amazing guests and he gets to go uh, pretty deep with them. Um, you know, in uh, also uh, speaking of sort of the children of, of the spiritual children of Jay and miles uh, battle of the Adam, uh, you know, Zach and Adam are, are awesome. And uh, I'll double tighten up the defense. If you love bronze age comics, uh, teen Titans or uh, the defenders, uh, that is a, uh, hilarious uh show um so uh we'll start with uh chris o this time uh you don't have to pick one but uh you know one or two favorite guests that you've had on the show since the beginning well i mean besides miles (laughs) (laughs) that is that that is um, pretty peak (laughs) i i know and i don't know how i'm gonna beat that (laughs) i'm working on it and I'm sure he will encourage me greatly. No, but for real though, um, I've had my wife on for a few of them and those have always ended up being really good episodes that everybody has loved. Um, I mean, Paul just for coming on and kind of getting the whole thing started, but I mean, all of my guests, it's really hard for me to pick one because I've gone through and I've been so selective in who I've let come on the show. So, I mean, they're all people that I've, I'm friends with already and I've known before and I, you know, except for the obvious like miles or Michael Bailey from fortress of Bailey Tude and all that stuff. It's all people that I've, I talk to all the time anyway. So it's like, I'm sitting around with my friend and this one happens to be on a podcast that everybody else can listen to. Um, with miles, did that work out like pretty quickly or was it kind of, you know, back and forth corresponding for a while? So I emailed them before I even really started the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was like February of last year. And it was just like a super heads up. Hey, I'm doing this. I'm going to be coming up on uncanny X-Men real quick. And uncanny X-Men sucks. So I would <laughs> love to get one of y'all on and then realized that I worded it horribly and maybe made it sound like I think the comic sucks. And I didn't hear anything from them for like a year. And then all of a sudden, Oh, Hey, here's this email from miles. Yes. I would love to be on your show. It sounds really fun. That's awesome. Um, uh, Chris, Chris Edelman, how about you? Um, 
I haven't. We haven't had a, a ton of guests on yet. Um, a lot of our podcasts are kind of solo. But, well, solo. There's two of us. There's always two. <laughs> They're kind of duo. <laughs> solo as two people could be. Yeah. Yeah. We come as a package deal. Um, it was really cool to be able to interview Leah Williams about Emma Frost and about um, she she talked a little bit about crossover work since her first work for Marvel was um, a little like part of a crossover from totally or totally awesome Hulk. Um, and she was just such a great interview. Um, she's it's the only time we've had a guest on where we didn't have to edit out someone's swears, um, <laughs> which if you follow her on Twitter is kind of surprising. But, you know, um, and she was just so very sweet to us. And uh, uh, even though like she is she was terribly busy at the time. And I feel like uh, almost all, everybody was like asking her for interviews around the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she managed to make time for us in a way that was very sweet of her. Um, so I absolutely love her being on. Also, um, my friend and contributor to Young Ones blog and the Xavier Files blog and also to um, the it's now called For All Nerds, but it used to be known as Fan Bros. Um, their um, blog is um, Everett Christensen. Mm-hmm. Um, Everett just talked with us a little bit about Generation x and i think it's our longest episode because he had so many excellent opinions and so many kind of cool insights that related to his own life in x-men and a lot of times like we try to kind of really keep it to around an hour because i feel like that's like the optimal podcast length but i I just couldn't stop him because it was so good and it was like the closest thing i've i've had to like two hours of goosebumps recording a podcast (laughs) he was just excellent so if you guys haven't listened to any of our episodes i really recommend that one um he just has some excellent perspectives and uh he also sounds better than better than me like 10 times so he was a really good (laughs) guest but that's not to rank my guests because they're all fantastic there's just things uh, things i picked out about those two that are great um we have another guest coming up um, on our next episode, it'll be fun too, but I don't want to spoil it. Well, actually, I think we've already said it, but we'll keep we'll keep going. <laughs> okay. You know, it's funny. I was on the uh, the Chris's on on Infinite Earths episode of Acts of Friendship, and I remember it being like a two hour recording session, and somehow I, you guys <laughs> managed to catch like seventeen minutes out of it, and I think that was all the swears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i don't yeah 17 minutes um i think there were like weird tangents that christy might have cut a little bit short um but i don't know she's an ex my wife is a fantastic editor um this is not even the only podcast that she edits uh and uh, i am no one would listen to us if she didn't edit us to amazingness i feel like uh you should you should hear an an uncut chris just going off on random crap that's a, that's a, a, a Patreon bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> Please pay money to hear me rant. <laughs> Don't tap me like that. We might have it happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, how about you? Uh, whew, that's that's tricky. Um, one that jumps to mind has not actually been released yet, so I can't say because i don't want to give it away oh it's not it's not a spoiler actually because i i said it was coming on this week's show i just dumped like a whole bunch of previews um Ah, yeah well i i had matt challenge chris sims to a batman trivia contest it 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 was fun it 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 was a lot (laughs) of fun um, oh I, man! I will not give away the results, but I will say nothing short of they were. It was very close. No matter how it came out, it was very close. Um, I think Dan and I can both agree that some of the most fun we have is when we get Rob Lynch, our third friend of, of the our three amigos together, and the three of us just sit down for an hour and we kind of start with a topic and we just sort of riff. It's what we would do normally when we get together, but now we're recording it and putting it out online and making other people listen to it. 
Which is how you do in 2018. No, I, honestly, those are some of our most like free flowing, non stammery shows uh, that we do. Um, you know, I, I think in terms of creators, uh, you know, we got we got a tight 10 minutes from Gail Simone at a show and just recorded with her. And she was a, a, a goddamn delight, uh, as one would expect. And I think uh, we talked to Brian Edward Hill, I think, two months ago about like Batman and, and stuff. And that probably was the closest I came to being just like, you know, Wayne and Garth in front of Alice Cooper while he's, you know, talking about the, the origins of, of Milwaukee and how it's uh, Algonquin for the good life. (laughs) And, and, you know, if you have seen anything about his new series that drops on Wednesday, American carnage, you'd have been at all curious you should check out that episode because the way he talks about that series, you can't go away from that interview not wanting to read that book. It's pretty awesome. Um, you know, and then otherwise, I, I really just like some of the like the regulars that, you know, I've been lucky enough to kind of have on and cultivate just from like hanging out on Twitter, uh, you know, just kind of being like, you seem fun. Come on my podcast. And so. <laughs> You know, I you know I love giving Will Nevin shit for high, for for hating Batman White Knight. You know, uh, I love bringing Zach Quaintance on just to talk. You know, I, I made him it's like the day after he got back from Comic Con. I was like, "Come on, tell me all about it." He was like jet lagged and fuzzy. Um, you know, and I love loading up Andrew Magazine with sugar and just letting him go off on a tangent about Power Rangers. Um, I, I, he explained <laughs> to me Marvel's uh, Trouble miniseries from like the early 2000s, which was apparently Ooh. about like a young sexually active oh, anime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is no, not good, not good, not good. I Googled it and um, yeah, I did not hit the jackpot on that one. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but uh, Chris uh, E, uh, you, you, and, you and Christy, you know, you guys saw an opportunity and took the reins of this, this month long event for which we are eternally grateful. Uh, but I am, I'm curious, you know, were there any moments in, in kind of organizing the whole acts of friendship thing where you guys were like, yeah, this isn't happening. Like, you know, moments of nervousness or doubt. Um, so as, as you all know, we had a, we had a few early people who were interested who like very quickly dropped out. I was nervous. Everyone was going to do that. Um, and then it would just be nobody. Uh, I was less nervous, I think, when Christy took charge of it. And it's just because I know my wife really well. And I was like, oh, OK, well, she's just going to get she's going to get this done. Um, she is her day job is uh, that of a teacher and organizing is kind of her thing. She was even more excited about acts of friendship when she was like, oh, I can organize this. And just kind of dove in, but uh, I, I was kind of nervous. It's just it's a lot of it's a lot of balls to juggle, um, but it's 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 lucky that we that we got like we got the people that we did because I feel like all of you are such consummate professionals that even though a lot of us have to juggle a lot of things in our own lives, that we at least like we kept in good contact with each other. We could trust each other to like actually lay stuff down and like you know even though it was great that, that, that Christy took the reins and organized it. Like everybody took responsibility for their own podcast and getting the guests together. And if things were, became difficult on that front kind of working it out. And so just working with a bunch of people who had successful podcasts already made it pretty, pretty easy, um, easier than I thought. It seems like at first it felt like setting up a house of cards, um, but it eventually like everything just kind of fell into place and we just kind of stuck the landing. Um, and I think it was just due to the fact that everybody, everybody was kind of in it together, really wanted the same things. Like we all, we all wanted to support each other, be on each other's shows, talk each other up. And I, I think that that really helped a ton, but man, I, I can't say I wasn't nervous about it. I tend to be kind of a nervous person, um, about things I can't control. Um, so that was the fact that there were, you know, roundabouts 20 people who are involved with this and i can't you know make everybody do everything obviously it was like Whoa. <laughs> so uh from the bottom of our heart uh chris and christy thank you 
Oh yeah, I'll just zing that right to Christy. I did like three things, which is <laughs> occasionally just asking people things when Christy was busy with other things. <laughs> but you were very welcome. I, I'm sure she would say that you were very welcome as well. Um, so, Chris, oh, uh, I'm not the biggest video game guy, mostly because for me, it's one of those rabbit holes that I fall down and once I'm in, I don't get out until I've stayed up for three days straight without sleep to complete the game. Um, I mean, right now I am about 25% complete on Lego DC supervillains uh, because DC supervillains, it's kind of a jam. Um, but for those who haven't listened to your show, what are a couple of your favorite uh, superhero games? And what are a couple that you kind of shudder to remember either because they were just plain bad or just, didn't live up to the hype or the potential like i i grew up on the ps1 spider-man game um i mean that was the first episode i had booked and because paul tromo came on it was yes i want to be on for that one Hmm. we'll get used for something else but we're going to do that one but i mean like obviously the fighters um, they're just fun to play with people um i really did not want to look at silver surfer not oh just because and not just because it's bad, but just because everybody who does a gaming channel is like, yeah, we're going to look at Silver Surfer and talk about how bad it is and how horrible it is. I think I'd, I'd repress that game. It's wow. no, no, it's really bad. But that's one reason why I take the show and I'm not looking at it like this is a good game or this is a bad game. I'm looking at it as this game, you know, actually can show you what the comics are like. Because I grew up kind of comics adjacent, you know, watching the cartoons and playing the games and stuff. I didn't grow up reading these things at all. So this is kind of my way to force myself to learn things. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, does Dan, Chrissy, I mean, do you have any particular comic video games that you fondly remember from your youth or continue to play to this day? <sighs> from my youth there were not a ton i i tried to play a lot of the super nintendo ones and they were so hard yeah <laughs> and i had they were it's so just because most of them are horrible yeah they're, they're just yeah they're just kind of kind of bad i think the first superhero game that i remember absolutely loving was the gamecube i think it was on ps2 and xbox 2 spider-man that was based on the first movie um I really, really loved that one. Um, I think the second one was better um, since you could actually run along the ground. The first one, it was a lot of like swinging, and I don't think you could land. I think you that was a real problem. Um, but Spider <laughs> Spider Man games were my yeah, that is a real problem not being able to land a Spider Man. Um, those were some of my very favorite ones. Um, playing X Men Legends with a bunch of friends. Um, although I never owned that game, so I would just like jump in and, and mash buttons, but that was a absolute ton of fun. Um, those were kind of the ones I remember the most fondly. Uh, I I remember uh, for the Super Nintendo, I think it was Spider-Man and the X-Men Arcade's Revenge, or, or I, don't, oh. I don't remember the full title, but like that is the perfect example of, of a comic book game that was way too uh, GD hard. Um <laughs> You know, I've played a lot of like the Lego, uh, Marvel, and DC games. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I think I played through like a number of times for the uh, the Xbox, the 360. And then, um, yeah, the X Men Legends games also were uh, pretty awesome. So, yeah, I think those would be my. Oh, and Arkham City. Yeah. I think unsurprisingly the Arkham games specifically asylum and really city are my, that they kind of got me to buy a video game system again for the first time in a generation or two, because to get a really quality Batman game was something I'd always been looking for. Um, and I mean, I, I play a lot of the, the Lego games too. I have fond recollections of maximum carnage, on the Sega Genesis just because it was maximum carnage and it was one of the most pure representations of a comic book series coming to a video game because all that series was 
was basically characters smacking the living crap out of each other for 14 issues. <laughs> um, and I do have a... Every now and then, I still go and pull the copy of Young Justice Legacy off my shelf and try to get a little further in it to see how that plot ends. But I really just have to watch the cutscenes on YouTube at some point because it it felt like... I mean, it was on PS3, but it felt like a PS2 game, and it just didn't work. But it's canonical, and I want to have finished it before the new season of Young Justice starts on the DC streaming service, because I've been waiting for that for how many years now? Way too many. Yeah. Yeah, like a ton. (laughs) Um, Quick non-sequitur question, just to throw it out there. Uh... How many of you guys have read the new Uncanny number one? Me. Uh, I have. I'm still reading through a bunch of old stuff. Okay. All right. We won't belabor this for too long, but uh, thoughts? Well, that one, it was a big comic. It was a very large, <laughs> very long comic. I think that... Um, Voluminous. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, it was a lot of place setting. I, th- I was glad that we got... Uh, a youth team I'm always a little worried that we're going to sort of fall into a trap of all of these new characters that have been introduced over the years will be forgotten and will kind of wind up back in the 80s and 90s teams again because those are the characters that appear in the movies and appear on TV and are remembered Um, I, I mean I would if I didn't know from solicitations what was coming, I still think I'd be able to figure it out as there's a whole lot of pretty obvious hints as to who is behind this when you've got appearances by the Sugar Man and Dark Beast. It's kind of like, hmm, who's missing from this picture? It was a a solid but it, it not it wasn't like, oh my god, my jaw's on the floor and I need to grab the next issue, but it was a, okay, let's get the the chess pieces on the board to prepare them to move forward. Start, in my opinion. Um, I really liked it. Um, it I think that the uh, the the authors all and, and artists really nailed the characters in a way where you you know when you like read a good X-Men comic, it feels like like you found like your really good pair of shoes and you're just slipping them on and you're like, oh, those are so comfy. Yes. It just, mm. yeah. I feel like it felt like that to me where even like the beginning, I was like, that's Laura. Like, that's Jean. This is, and they're they're all together. Oh. Um, I felt a little disconnected during the, 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 the color era, if you want to call it that. Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it seems like all these people are off doing separate things in a in a strange way. Um, not to say that there hasn't been good stuff, but seeing them all together and knowing that they at least all are at the same place, uh, that was really nice. It felt really good. Um, I really want them to embrace that team team as well. Um, I think that they need to really be able to showcase some some characters that have been created since Claremont left. I know it is so, so difficult for Marvel to be able to do that, but I think those are like the characters that those really, those really diehard X-Men fans are like really into. Like I love Cyclops. I have a, a, I have original Cyclops art on my wall, but if I open a comic book and brew from Jason Aaron's yes! the X-Men is in it, I fist pump three times Oh, uh, and he's not been in this comic yet, but I'm looking for him. Oh, you have. I'm listening. Just... Sorry. No, 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 Matt, go ahead. No, listening to the uh, Battle of the Atom that you guys are on when talking about Brew, it made me happy. I love Brew. He's so good. Um, but that's like that's what everybody wants. Like you know, people really love Anole or Rockslide or Pixie. Um, because Bob a lot, for a lot of us, it's like, what, Bob Herman, it's like, 
when we got into comics, that was who was new and being written about, and we didn't have to know a ton of stuff about them. Like, when I started reading comics, uh, I looked up, oh, I wonder who Glob Herman is. And there was, like, you know, like, a paragraph. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's just, all right, I get him. Whereas, like, I'm like, let me let me look up what I missed with Wolverine. And then I just, like, fell out of my chair with my head steaming. So I think a lot of us love some of these new characters because... We, we got into them when we got into comics and then they just disappear after the run that we started on when we've really gotten to love them. So I really hope that they dig into those new characters too. Not to say they have to completely abandon all of the like very old X-Men favorites, but, but like really focusing in on like a lot of Claremont creations is like taking the easy way out and I want to see them do something, something that I can really sink my teeth into. Uh, after seeing that issue, I'm kind of curious to see what would happen if you teamed up Glob Herman and Rockslide, as they both have that kind of, you know, a body horror element, and they were both sort of broy kind of guys when you first met them, and it would be interesting to see the interplay between them now. Yeah, I wonder if if. What I really want out of this era is almost like A plus X, but just X plus X, mm. where we would just get like a bunch of bunch of one v one team ups because there's so many X Men at this point, and we all love them. So why not just give us all of our fa- or give us our favorites, even if they're just teaming up with somebody for one issue? So Marvel, if you're listening, Pete Wisdom Glob Herman team up, make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would buy ten copies. <sighs> just to show them how much you love it yes oh anything with Pete Wisdom give me more Pete Wisdom what about you Dan uh, I, I, I friggin loved it it was, cra- it was crazy town banana pants in all the ways that I personally needed and I guess what I personally needed was for a mysterious force to kill the sugar man off panel <laughs> By the way, does he still do that thing where he says the first two words of every sentence together? Because I don't think they're doing that anymore. Nah, I don't think he was doing that. Oh, and oh boy, oh the that's, sugar. That's man. that's really the only thing that I can think of as being intrinsic to his character. Yeah, he he was one of those characters that even i mean like dark beast still had a life after that sort of initial post age of apocalypse push he would still pop up but sugarman was just kind of like yeah he's weird looking and has a funny speech pattern and now that x-man is over we don't know what to do with this guy so let's just kind of forget about him and holocaust has an uncomfortable name so let's forget about him too um, so, I, as I mentioned earlier, I do a series of interviews, um, you know, text interviews uh, for WMQ um, f- with comic podcasters uh, called Pod People. And both of you guys can expect an email from me in the not too distant future about that. Just, you know, putting you uh, on notice right here. Um, but one of the things I like to ask is what episodes of your show would you recommend for a newbie? So... Why don't we start with Chris O? Yes. All right. So the first thing I tell people is anything newer than my Uncanny X-Men episode, because that's the last one that I did kind of as the old style. Like, so anything with a guest, you're good. But more specifically, um, I looked at Little Nemo with my wife and mostly just because that's one that nobody really seems to know about. It's just this old newspaper comic, but it had a really good NES game with it. And it's just insane in all the best ways. Plus everybody seems to love my wife more than me, which is cool. Cause I do too. Oh, um, Chris heard that about, yeah, I, I feel that way about my own wife. I'm like, uh, so <laughs> I feel, yeah. Yeah. That, um, Captain America and the Avengers is another good one. Um, I had Matt Sanderson, who was on semi-intellectual musings at the time, but I was trying to let my wife edit the show so I could actually spend time with her after I got off of work. And obviously that didn't work out, but she had done a bunch of research on who some minor characters were in the game and me and Matt both completely forgot about it. 
So while she's editing, she jumps into the show to put in an editor's note telling us both how dumb we are. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. And it's like, that's the first thing everybody told me about that episode was, oh, I love when she called you guys out for being dumb. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It it was horrible. Uh, Chrissy? Um... I think we really nailed uh, basically anything we have with a guest always seems to go really well. Um, but as far as if you want to like really get down to the essence of the show, there is uh, we used to not give them particularly good names. Um, I'm not I think our Secret Wars and our Crisis on Infinite Earths series, um, they were kind of they were a little bit formative for us um i I basically just i like i got in touch with hub from tighten up the defense to make sure that they were cool with us kind of stealing a little bit of their format and he gave me his blessing um but i think we we took it in kind of an odd direction and it meant that we were almost going like page by page through a comic uh and i think we had a lot of fun conversations but i think it got better once we decided we would summarize and then just go into a big sort of more freeform discussion. And that started with our Phalanx Covenant episodes. Um, I think our Phalanx Covenant episode with... Well, that one is pretty good. But I think our Edge of Spider-Verse episode that we produced rather recently was actually very, very, very good. Um, there's also... I need to... I can't remember it right now. So, you know, by all means, cut this part out. But there is a, there, one of our Crisis episodes. We decided to, in the middle, I love it. Do commentary like we were professional wrestling commentators, <laughs> um, because the whole thing was just one big fight, um, and the, even the issue itself was called the War Zone. Um, so maybe I could just look up what ep- what issue of Crisis on Infinite Earths was the War Zone. But that one was absolutely fun, um, and we didn't script it, um, so we did it all. We we just came up with like what we were gonna say, and then immediately said it. Stop came up with what we were going to say and immediately said it just all in um, improv and it ended up being a ton of fun uh, and it was edited really well this is the crisis on infinite earth number nine by the way which for us would be i think we just call it crisis on infinite earth number nine um that one turned out to be really good uh, we need to bring the war zone back probably because uh, i wanted it to become a running segment uh but phalanx covenant has just a like a ton of talking so it never really felt like there was a huge battle royale so um but we're in Spider-Verse now, so you know it's coming back. <laughs> now, uh, I, first of all, I have to go back and listen to that that, that Crisis on Infinite Earths episode. But uh, it, it, between you and Christy, who is the uh, JR and who is the Jerry the King Lawler? Oh, in that episode, I was the JR and Christy was the Jerry the King Lawler. But if I ever actually compared her to jerry the king lawler she would she would be so mad at me but she's she was the we'll say she was the uh, the bobby heenan to my gorilla monsoon maybe <laughs> love it <laughs> matt you've been you've been my co-host for uh, a few months now what would you what would you say is our uh, kind of good jumping on point episode or episodes um well i gotta say we we talked about it earlier but i think that brian edward hill episode um, I mean, it's a great interview. It's, I think it qualifies as my first sort of official episode as co-host. It is. Yes. Yes. I would say so. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that, I mean, it, not to say that there's anything wrong with the episodes that was just you. I, I don't want it to seem like I'm like, well, I came along and everything fell into place. No, Matt, you bring a magic to this show that I very much appreciate. <laughs> But it's, well, you know, I think, let's be fair, after we've been friends for, what, 25-ish years now? 25 years and change, yes. Yeah. So I think the the rhythm we have at this point is pretty well ingrained. Um, But I would say that's a great episode, and... um, the We also, the one with, that had the, the little bit of the, the, the tight three minutes with Gail and then you, me, and Rob talking about comic conventions and things after we got back from the Camden Comic Con is also a really solid episode. I was actually going to say that one. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. Um, well, guys, this has been the uh, friendshipiest act ever, and it has been so awesome participating in and listening to all of these shows. Um, just to remind the listeners one more time, you know, it wasn't just WMQ&A, Chris is on Infinite Arts and Play Comics. It was also uh, Battle of the Atom and Multiversal Q and the Young Ones, uh, you know, all, all fantastic human beings. Um, but we've come to that portion of the show where we are legally required to ask, how can people follow you online if you, in fact, wish to be followed? Easiest thing for me is you can go over to playcomics.com. Um, I link to pretty much everything else there. But if you want to jump straight to Twitter, it is Play Comics Cast. Uh, there's a couple. There's a Facebook group. It's a, there's a weird name. Go to the Play Comics website and follow the link there. It's, it's just a whole lot easier to do that. Um, I mean, talk to me on Twitter. I get real responsive on things during work, which is horrible because I should be helping customers. But this is more fun. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Strictly Worse. Um, you can find my podcast at Chris's Pod, um, which links to all of our stuff. You can also find us on Facebook on Chris's on Infinite Earths. Um, and yeah, we we probably need to tweet more from from the podcast we mostly just tweet out episodes but anytime i tweet out questions i usually get a ton of people who want to talk to me so maybe we could be a little more interactive but if you want literally just add us on there i love it when people do that on on twitter i know a lot of people don't like to be added but i love it Um, i always get that little feeling of glee when there's a little at symbol on my phone (laughs) at me bro (laughs) (laughs) please please at me please (laughs) Uh, but anyway, guys, thank you uh, so much for, for coming on the show, for doing the crossover, for uh, everything you guys are doing. No, I mean, I love interacting with other shows. So, you I mean, I look forward to having all three of you on. and We'll definitely make it a fun time. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Uh, thank you for being the caboose on our on our crossover. <laughs> um, uh, I think this makes for a really good wrap up. And it's, I was just really fun getting to do all these podcasts with all of you. Um, I'm going to be real sappy about it, but I, I think a lot of us have a lot of shared values, um, like with what we want in podcasts, with what we want in comics. And it's finding that many pleasant people who are just consistently pleasant to work with is um, really great. That's it for this week's show. As always, you can listen to WMQ&A on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and at WMQComics.com, where new episodes move Monday mornings. You can support WMQ&A and WMQComics.com at Patreon.com slash WMQComics, where just a dollar donation gets you early access to episodes and the ability to promote your work on our site, and two dollars gets you a weekly shout-out on the podcast. You can follow WMQ Comics on Twitter and Facebook, and you can follow me on Twitter at Daniel P. Grote, and Matt Lazowitz at MattLaz1013. Finally, check out WMQComics.com for all your comics news, previews, reviews, interviews, and plain old views, and we'll see you next time. WMQA!